0: Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor
1: game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to our brand new ASMR version of Bitstorm. This week we'll be whispering game design's <laughs> in your ears and making mouth noises. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Definitely not. No. <laughs> Especially because uh, I can actually
0: still see Ben, because we're doing the video thing again. We're doing the video just- thing
1: again. We thought that worked out pretty well last week. Uh, no, welcome to episode 111 of Bitstorm. We've hit the triple ones. I don't know, that's not a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're just yeah. going to do some jump into some- Click pitch and uh, it
0: is it, it, actually a massive, massive occasion. It's the last time that we're in a binary, uh, <laughs> in a binary way until episode 1000. <laughs> that's true. That's true.
1: There's no, yeah, we switch it over to minimum of uh base three <laughs> as of next episode. <laughs> um, yes, uh, so, click pitch. Shall we jump in? I'll let, yeah. Oh yeah! How about oh, I, how I let everyone know? Let everyone know. So, click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three, two, one, click, we will each click refresh, get a new word, and we will turn those words into magical, wonderful game designs uh, for your listening pleasure. That sounds awesome. So, shall we click?
0: Oh, I think we shall. Let's three, do it. two, one, click vanishing interruption
1: <laughs> i said too fast for you to interrupt yeah no I vanished in interruption um <laughs> okay vanishing interruption um is this some sort of well okay let's we did we've done a lot of sort of narrative based stuff uh recently so mm-hmm. i'm thinking maybe let's go more mechanic based uh okay. and and also just because so, for those who are listening, this episode's coming out just after the Global Game Jam, but we're recording it just a few days before we start the Global Game Jam. And so I thought maybe it would be a good, uh, good practice for us to actually work on some game mechanics that could potentially be built other okay. than, rather than large sprawling worlds that would take hundreds of artists years to build.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so I kind of like the idea. We played a game at, at PAX that had, um, had like, uh i think it was like a four or five player game mm-hmm. in which you had one person looking for everyone other people and you could basically if you weren't in the light you were you vanished and then yes yeah so i was thinking something around those mechanics of you know you're playing a competitive um competitive multiplayer game mm-hmm. in which you can you can sort of vanish um i'm thinking i'm picturing it like a top down sort of sort of view um you've got to maybe collect um a number of things from other people's sort of area okay um and you've got limited amount of time in which you can almost do like a sombra um sort of vanishing mm-hmm. act but when you go to pick up something then you know you can
1: you appear again at least briefly you appear
0: again and and pick it- pick it up and then from then on all you see is like something moving yeah like you see you see yourself carrying something, but oh, okay. the only thing you see is, is the thing moving. <laughs> so, I think that'll okay, be- that Okay, okay. Kind of- let's,
1: let's start from that then. Um, so, the idea of competitive, you've got sort of a base area and you're trying to steal from other people or get certain resources first uh, while having the ability to completely vanish off the screen. With, of yeah. course, the uh, challenge being that this is a single screen game. So, mm-hmm. while you can't be seen by the other people, you also can't see your own character. Yes. Uh, And maybe you can do a bit of rumble or something to give you some hints of when you, like, run into walls or something like that. So, you've got a bit of feedback that the other players don't have. But, uh, yeah, okay. So, that's interesting. Now, where does the interruption come in? Because I was thinking that there could be some interesting mechanics around having to, like, an action that takes a little bit bit of time to perform that the other players can interrupt to really fuck with you.
0: Yeah. I think that there's maybe, like, a- a power up sort of thing that um multiple people have to sort of do. If you remember back back in the day, the old Simpsons arcade game where if you were playing in two player, you could do Mm -hmm. like a super move between Mm -hmm. two people, like if you hit the right button presses at the right time. And I don't think anyone
1: I I don't I don't think I ever actually figured out what those specific buttons were. It was kind of just Button mash or like, no hit attack, no jump, jump attack. Uh, Do you recall what they were? What were the buttons you pressed? No, to press it? okay.
0: it's so goddamn long ago. Um, it was probably a combination of jump and attack. Um, and simultaneously <laughs> in the timing
1: and Trevor yep. just made a weird little sort of masturbation. Oh no, it was a joystick. No, it was a joystick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupid camera. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, okay, so so sorry. What are you thinking though that you because presumably this is because we're talking about competitive. Yeah, um, I think
0: yes, it's competitive, but I think each person. I'm just trying to trying to think of the best well, may- way of explaining this. Well, maybe it's this. around
1: that you know you've got this limited invisibility. Maybe it's around if while you're using that invisibility, you are hit in some way, that and that power is interrupted. That it 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 affects your ability to use it again. For some time, or for maybe like, time. the next time you go to use it, it like only gives you, like maybe, uh, yeah, maybe it, f- it damages it in some way so that it's not as effective next time until you pick up a repair kit or something. Like, yeah, so you're in a semi yeah, or something, or something like, that. like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of cool so. I was thinking about a game recently um which this could sort of apply to because again thinking about the game jam and sorts of ideas we could do. Did you ever play the old Spy versus Spy game? Yes. In fact,
0: if I go just over there, I've got the original Nest Spy versus Spy in its box.
1: Nice, nice. So one of the big things about that game was setting traps, right? Yes. Um, if I recall correctly, and I may not because I literally um, didn't actually look up what- how the game played. I was going purely on a 20-year-old memory or longer. Yes. Um, so basically, basically I remember what, was set, one character was set would like,
0: set a trap and yeah, the other person- Because you were
1: trying to find, like, three pieces of something yeah, in that like game. Like, to build a rocket. No, it was a rocket or, or, or something. something. No, it wasn't just- a- Oh, you know what? We might be thinking of a different one because I think there were a couple. Um, the- I think the next one was a bit different than the- uh, then the other one. Oh, I had Arctic Antics. Sorry, I'm just looking at I actually had Spy vs Spy 3, um, yep. which is Arctic Antics. I think they all had pretty much the same sort of yep. uh, mechanics. Um, but it was, it was set in the snow. And you had like a, you could, you'd set traps to decrease each other's body heat. And you had to go into um, an igloo that had a heater in it to like raise that up. But anyway, in the yeah.
0: game, in the game that I played, it was basically you're in a mansion and you one person one person's trying to like steal. Um, basically, I think the other person had like some some data that they've hidden in, in the room somewhere, but they've set traps and stuff like that. And you can yeah. set extra traps around. I like the idea of maybe having having a um, sort of like an initial setup that someone goes in and sets up a few things, and then everyone else sort of plays out. the- Well, maybe what out. I
1: kind of liked is. That to find these resources, like similar to the spy versus spy, because one of the things with spy versus spy that I liked with these traps is that to, you'd set the traps on things that you both had to use. Yep. Um, so you had to remember where you'd set the traps. <laughs> so you'd like set them on certain doors, set it on in this, in the one I played, it was like certain part. you could create, you, you were picking things up in piles of snowball, like piles of snow. Um, yep. but you could create a pile of snow that had a booby trap in it uh and so there was sort of that tension of of having to create things without the other person seeing but you also need to remember where they are so i kind of mm. like that idea that if we've got this sort of base thing going um that yeah you can set up like maybe there's maybe you have to scan or something to find um the the things that you're looking for the resources that you're looking for and so maybe you do have to hide your actual resources around but also well i guess you don't have to hide them but Maybe, maybe you, maybe you're going out into the world to find them, and you're scanning them. But the scans, the scans of the traps will show up the same as the scans of the resources, right? Cool. Um, yeah. Or something like that. Another
0: idea that I just had that's just sort of come floating into my mind is basically a, a top-down game where you're you're like a a cat burglar. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to go through and actually steal some paintings and you just got like security guards that are that are sort of roaming around yeah. and you just see flashlights sort of sort of thing and you're you, all you've got is like um maybe a little green glow that you're sort of seeing yourself going the around Sam
1: Fisher-esque yeah kind of uh yeah yeah
0: so then then um if you're in the middle of if of trying to steal something um sometimes you may have to actually interrupt it to go
1: hide and then come mm-hmm. back and
0: and continue. Well, actually, um, along
1: these lines, when I was thinking of the spy versus spy thing, and this could come into the mansion idea, is mm-hmm. because it's single screen and uh, we should we should try to remember what that game was called that we saw at PAX because it is obviously inspired us in certain ways and we want to give them a shout out. But uh, what I was thinking is in a similar way, not having a way to completely disappear, but that you can hide behind the world or objects in the world. Um, and again, obviously, like, other people on the screen can see if you go behind there. So you have to sort of wait and make sure they're distracted somewhere else and then just like duck behind a wall. Like maybe it's that, maybe the view is sort of slightly lower, okay. lower down so that, that if you're behind a wall, uh, like a back wall of a, of a, you know, section of the level, then you can't be seen. Um. And again, maybe you can kind of set up traps, but you need to be nearby to pr- trigger them, or you can just like ambush people because you're just like hiding behind that section of the wall. And if they were somewhere else when you did that, they're probably not going to know you're there. And you have to remember, oh shit, I'm in this section of the wall. Like it just it sort of gives that bit of interesting strategy around a single screen game, but uh, but with stealth elements, basically, right? Yeah, that that are really meta gaming. They're really meta gaming stealth elements because it's it's when you're the people you are playing with. You need to be sure they don't see you. It's nothing to do with the characters in there, in the game. Yeah. I like it. Three, Three, two, one, quick. Yeah. Let's move on. Fixing. Buy. B-U-Y? B-U-Y. Okay. All right. Well, again, moving down the sort of mechanical game mechanics route. Currencies, buying, these are often quite important things well, in games. I,
0: I'm sort of seeing this as a as a um sort of game where again it's sort of a cooperative multiplayer game but as you as you play and as you get hit you actually get damaged and then you've got to make the choice between buying new weapons or fixing the ones that you have. So you've got okay. I like a that. the choice between the two I sort like of that, paths.
1: I like that but vehicles. I think vehicles are a bit more interesting. Okay. Um I I think it's like a vehicular combat game Again, I, I like the idea of multiplayer, same screen, or maybe split screen, depending on the size of the map we want, or the or the sort of view. Or the, we want. the view, yep.
0: But I, I do kind of like a Rocket League view nowadays when I'm when I'm racing. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, but I was almost picturing more of a like rock and roll racing kind of vibe or micro yep. machines kind of vibe. Um, but where you've got a garage, like you've got a garage that you can go back to, and maybe you even get to, like, fix up your car with pieces that you- like, debris and and parts that you've found or blown off of the other players. Okay. Because I kind of- I like that idea of as you damage people, if you're good at also collecting the parts, you can then race back. Now your car's even more powerful- Um, And so, you're going to be able to do even more damage or go faster or whatever or have more armor. And so, the other players might have to, like, team up on you to take the sort of a king of the hill kind of as, like, the more you succeed, the more Mm. powerful you get. And so, the other players are going to have to work differently to take you down. And maybe um, you get- each person gets, like, different
0: different sort of um, objectives in which- you know, they get paid money by, say, sponsors if they okay. if they do enough damage to to this other player. Like, player one, you do enough damage Ooh, to player well, that one. That
1: could be a bonus. That could be, like, a bonus thing. Because I like the idea yeah. generally of, like, okay, everyone starts off, they've got their cars, and maybe you've got to spend some money before the match of, like, I'm going to put a bit more money into speed or I'm going to put a bit more money into the, like, magnet that you've got for grabbing loose parts that are around you, yep. you know. Um, and I feel like the magnet should be, like, a- a single-use fire that then has to recharge. Um, Yeah, so so it's sort of
0: like maybe on a a six-second recharge.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you hit the button, it's like, all right, scoop up all those parts, but it's like, oh, shit, like, I hit it too late and didn't get that great engine. I'm going to have to, like, defend that engine until my magnet recharges, you know, that sort of thing. And so, you could probably put money into either a shorter recharge or a longer, you know, a larger radius that it works on or something like that.
0: I kind of like going down, down the road that, um, a certain other game did, which was Carmageddon. Um, Mm. where, yes, there was a race and you could actually go around and win the race. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, if, if, if you don't watch out, you know, this person that, that is just racing around could actually get the three laps and then, and then end up winning. So you got to sort of try and stop them, but you can also just, but you can also just take everyone else out. Take everyone else out and you sort of got, like um, that freedom to sort of play how you oh, want. I'm liking this now. I'm
1: liking this. What I'm, I'm liking the idea. So again, I'm still picturing this as a top down. I don't know about you, with sort of relatively smallish uh, vehicles, um, comparatively. Yeah. But yeah, so you your objective ostensibly is to win the race, and you would just figure out the amount of laps on a on a track like that to make the game last. The you know. F- four or five minutes or whatever that it, that it would be interesting for or something like that. Even yeah. that might be too long. Um, but you've got, yeah, you've got your, like, different pit stop garages, which are maybe at different points around the map. It might, like, it might not be a traditional race of everyone starts at the same spot. It might just be everyone has their own kind of start and end line but in the end, it's going to be, you have to get around the whole track X amount of Ooh, times. I, re- I
0: really do actually like that. Like having, um, say, you know, there's your blue pit stop and yeah. there's your blue start line and then exactly. your red start line. So yeah. you're all kind of different. at opposite ends and different yeah. places. And so it's so really seeing so you someone could just go like- around, uh, seeing someone go round, you, you, you're not quite sure. Um you can see in their lap counter how much they've actually gone, but then you've yep. got to really think, okay, they're really close to blue right now. If I turn around now and actually go back, I could actually take this person out and Yeah, and, and like all their stuff totally will be right them. outside
1: my yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. So and then I do like the idea of each player also having some additional or like even just one additional objective that maybe does get them money. So uh, yeah I think there's there's obviously parts and then you can upgrade parts maybe with money. Um so initially you all start off with the same thing. You can put some money that you've got at the beginning into different parts. So speed, armor, some sort of attack, um your magnet and mm-hmm. then you start the race. If you do a lap, you get money. If you achieve some one of your personalized objectives, you get money if you obviously attack the other players, you get parts that you can then add on. I like the idea that they're always additive. Like, it's not, oh, I'm swapping out for a different engine. It's like, no, now I've got a two times engine, right? Now I've got two engines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, what, what I like about
0: the start is maybe there's different objectives that you can choose between. So, because because okay. I'm seeing it as a, as a split screen sort of thing um, that, you know- you, you get maybe two different choices of these are you two objectives, and you hit either A or B depending on which one you want. Okay. Um, that oh, way, other, so other don't people know. don't know which one you actually took on. Yeah. Um, it's the only time that you actually get to see it, so you gotta remember what you're doing. Yeah, you, you really have did. to be
1: paying attention to the other people's screens and knowing it could be one or, one or the other. Cause it yeah. could even just be like, you know, get your armor level up to. You know, eighty percent or something, like oh, you know, eight, eight or, or three times power or whatever. However, you end up measuring this stuff, yeah. Or yeah, like do enough damage to a certain person, or even things like run up, do do one whole lap backwards or something, um, or or like going around the opposite direction. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I really like this. Like, and that loop of one player gathering more stuff up, um, and getting more and more powerful, and everyone going, oh shit, like we got to take this guy down if we want to not lose, or. We've got to just win the race, right? Like, that's part of it now, too. Except yeah. you know that as you go past this guy in his fucking tank now with, like, four weapons <laughs> and three engines and all this armor, <laughs> you are at a pretty high risk of being taken out.
0: I really love the idea that we, we don't take from a real-world sort of situation. The um, adding extra engines just increases your your top speed. Yeah, absolutely. doesn't, Or your acceleration
1: um, or something, yeah.
0: Yeah, it doesn't actually do anything to the weight or anything like that. Like, the weight always stays sort of the same. And well, then you I, think, like- I,
1: think it, I think you get some balance, but, yeah, not real world balance. It, like, no. if you get an engine out of someone, it significantly increases your speed. Yeah. Um,
0: and-, and significantly and- decreases their speed. I like the idea that maybe- well,
1: Yeah, that if they don't have an engine <laughs> at all, like, they can still move, but it's just pretty slow.
0: <laughs> it's basically pedal
1: powered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i and so here i've also been thinking that i really like the idea because as you said like one of the goals could be to just take everyone else out i think you can lose your car completely and be running around as a person yeah and <laughs> there should be with a, a way launch well truck. maybe with a yeah i think <laughs> weapons or, and maybe it's that you i don't know if you have to pick up the weapons or buy them with whatever money you've got maybe there's a way to earn money as a lone person without a car um and there should obviously be a way to get a vehicle back, whether it's you have to literally destroy one of the other ones and-, and grab some parts to start building something new. Uh, so,
0: I like the power that you've got as a human, though, is that at any time you can teleport back to your pit stop.
1: Hmm.
0: You basically hit two buttons and you tele- you get teleported straight back to your pit yeah, stop. Yeah, I like that. I like that. But So, it's a risk versus reward sort of thing. So, you can <clears throat> teleport yourself back back to your pit stop. and get- it's going to be really your- slow. Get your new car. Um,
1: oh, I see. Oh, you get a new car or, when you get back to the pit stop? Okay. I,
0: I, I think basically you can take basically then a, a five second or however many second penalty you'd decide right. on when you get back there to and, generate and you, a new you go car. you your
1: basic car. Yeah. Okay. But
0: also if you're <clears> out there <throat> on the road and you take out a few people and you can collect a couple a, a couple of ideas, uh, c- collect like a, an engine or two and yep. then teleport back, you can build a better car when you get back.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. I like so that. So it's a
0: risk versus reward. So,
1: um, so something I find really interesting there. Because I was thinking, like, one of the good things about- or one of the things about being able to just use other people's parts is that, okay, you're probably going to have a maximum of four engines because you've taken out all other three people's cars or whatever. But if you can literally regenerate a new car, there's the potential for more than four (laughs) engines. Do we just keep letting people add them? I feel like we should. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) In fact, I think that everyone starts with two engines. Um, Yeah, that probably makes sense, actually. Because then, you know, you take out an engine and you're still going and then you take out another engine and you're like pedal power. Yeah. <laughs> and you're
1: basically I love, just idea, sort of I love like- this idea that because it would kind of make more sense in some ways to go with some sort of other unit of, of technology that can be just taken like and added to like that. But I love this idea that we're just sticking with no, it's just more engines. You just throw more engines in there.
0: <laughs> or or it's tiny little horses.
1: And you say, that's horsepower. Ah, That's your horsepower? (laughs) Nah, well, maybe, maybe you get a little, like, depending on how many engines you've got, you get a number that is, like, your horsepower goes up. Uh, I Um, mean, which would make sense, but. Yeah. I I, I just, I I I like that idea a lot. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm trying to think of, because I really still like the idea of this as a top down game. Um, but I could go with split screen top down in that, like, it's a fairly large map that couldn't fit all on the screen at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still a fixed camera angle. Because uh, yes. I just feel like that gives you a lot of uh, sort of- uh,
0: Think a- a RC vi- Pro-Am. If you remember that, it was quite close and you could yeah, see the things that were maybe, coming up. And you maybe, maybe. have, like, your little
1: map showing yeah. where you are on the map. Um but- well, again, I'm also sort of thinking Micro Machines-esque, where yeah. you were going around a big map and the camera was following. And obviously, in that case, most of the time, the camera is following everyone at once and keeping yeah. the camera. There. But I'm thinking, like, you each have your own camera, but it's that sort of top-down view, um and you can see sort of a little bit in front of you. Because I love the idea of seeing this fucking tiny little guy on the road, who's, who, like, one of the other players who've lost their car, and just, like, swerving to hit them. But then you realise they've dropped a fucking mine or something, and- they take yep, you out right in yeah. front of them. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that. I want to build that yep. game. That's awesome. All Three, right. two, one, click. Yeah. Fantasy. Underestimate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, fantasy is so vague.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm so pulling it in a gauntlet direction at the moment.
1: Gauntlet? Okay.
0: Did you remember that game Gauntlet? I it do remember basically- the
1: game Gauntlet. Yes, basically. Uh,
0: it was like a- Two to four player cooperative, well, one to four player cooperative, um, dungeon-
1: Dungeon crawler, dungeon basically, crawler. With, where you'd have, like, a ton of enemies coming out of- Because I think they had, like, spawns. Spawn points, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and you'd upgrade your- would you, Did yeah. you even get upgrades in that? I don't did think- Did you it, get stronger? I don't I think, think, I think, I don't think so you did. I think it was just you had to keep your health up and you had you to-
0: get and- Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, I remember playing lots of different gauntlets over the years. Yeah, they're- Such a a cool idea. It was one of my dad's Um. favourites
1: in the arcade early on. All right, so, a gauntlet-esque sort of thing. Where does the underestimate come in? Is there some sort of mechanic around a guess? I I, I like the idea of- Okay, you've got something. Let me go first. I like the idea of, in a kind of Dunning-Kruger-esque way- you have to like like, guess ahead of time how well you're going to do or something or like how many monsters you're going to kill or how much else I I was
0: about to come up with. What? You have to bid on how many monsters you're going to kill on this level.
1: Yeah, something- Exactly, something along those lines because the whole thing is like people always think they're going to do better than they actually are. (laughs) And so, I like that real risk reward again of, yeah, having to make some claim about this upcoming level. And especially when it's a cooperative thing, it then adds that kind of- competitive edge to it. Yeah, but do you know what I like?
0: Every now and again, there'll be a a round where um, someone will get offered, or everyone will get offered um, for double points to get a zero kill round.
1: (laughs) Okay. Do the other people know you've been offered it? Everyone gets offered it. Oh, okay. um, Oh, oh. But of course you can't get through it without somebody attacking.
0: Yeah. I love so- that idea of
1: just like the start of the, the start of the round just ends up this game of chicken, uh, with yep. people like running away from monsters <laughs> and, <laughs> until someone finally breaks down and is like, ah, oh, fuck, like we gotta get through these levels somehow and starts attacking and everyone else is like, ah, you're our like hero for this one. <laughs> but then it's like, that person starts dying. It's like, ah, oh, shit. As the healer, I need to like kill some monsters to build up my healing energy or something to, you know, yeah. to make, make it so we get through this level. Yeah, okay, I love that tension. That's really cool. Just,
0: just the idea of ba- being able to like bid, and if you underestimate, like how many you you kill, um, then that has more consequences than if you if you go over. Um, oh, but do you know what I like? Mm-mm. The idea that however many you saw bid, you're only going to get that number of monsters minus one. So you In- count up how much everyone's bid, and you know that's how many monsters there are. So someone's always going to come under the estimate. Someone's always going to come
1: over, and someone's always going to be under.
0: Well, not always over. Um, you're trying to hit your bid, and that's basically no. But I mean, you know, if you kill, all- if you ideal. kill all
1: the monsters, if you have to kill all the monsters, yep. like basically the bid, one person at least will be under. <clears throat> yeah, at least but that one. means someone else has to be over because they've killed no. No, no, because, because everyone, could, that-
0: everyone, everyone could match their their bid, but I still want one person under. So you could have I bid oh, twenty, I you see bid twenty, 20 Irvin bid twenty, and some other guy bid nineteen. He only gets eighteen, and we all get twenty. And because just- it was the okay. amount of monsters, I guess what I was thinking
1: one. is that like the chances of everyone actually hitting their exact bids. And I guess the point is now you just stop killing things, yeah. um, which is going to have those same sort of issues as the zero bid. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, you're trying to- That, that is interesting, because you're trying to kill as many monsters as you can until you hit it, and then it's none. Then it's like, I'm yeah. done.
0: <laughs> because if if you if you end the level on your perfect hit counter- Yeah, then you get, like, additional points or, or gold or whatever. For, for Upgrades, um, or- you know, upgrading your character. Sort of like at the end of um, each level in Crawl, how you could upgrade yeah. your, your character. Yeah. I like the idea of that sort of happening.
1: So, is this um, then just a gauntlet-style dungeon crawl? do you think
0: yeah yeah i think mm. i think it's um, sort of like different mazes that you go through that are sort of randomized and and you can sort of go through it certainly yeah, a enemies procedurally
1: a procedurally generated dungeon but like with a with a with a you like a the sort of uh, fuck like the curve the difficulty curve and the types of monsters yeah. you run across a, like an into the dungeon sort of thing
0: yeah 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 so I really like this idea of, of you know, that's traversing really through this thing. That's really interesting,
1: just adding that. So, what would be the fiction, now that we have focused on mechanics a fair bit, what would be the fiction around why, like, is this some um, dark god that's just fucking with them or something, and so they have um, to- I,
0: I think, yeah, I think it's a deity that they that they worship, and they, they, worship. And they sort of, they, they pray to them and say- you know, give me the power. I'm, it's I the deity kill- of
1: bureaucracy. It's <laughs> like you have to exactly hit your mark. One under, one over. No, sorry. Smote. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like the
0: idea that over is not as bad as under. Under is, is like half half a man of power and maybe, um, maybe over is three quarters power or something like that. Oh, but I thought you, you were saying you that
1: over was worse.
0: No, no, no. Under is definitely worse. Under is worse. Okay. Because underestimate was our- um, no, I one know, of our I words. Know. That's yeah. why. <laughs> it's the only reason. But, well, it um, could I- be the opposite,
1: though. Because you could say, like, underestimate could just be, well, I underestimated how many monsters I was going to kill and kill oh, more. Yeah. And that's worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because that would really give the incentive then to stop <laughs> when you hit your quota. Oh, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Then, then just- it, it multiplies the number of monsters by, by a, a fair factor then. So, you're always going to have more monsters than what, what you bid. So then coming in under target is becomes quite as a lot bad harder. As Yeah. Yeah. Underestimating um how many you were actually going to kill. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Because then I- that does bring in the- bring in a lot more about the not killing not killing other things. Yeah. I yeah. like that.
1: I also like the idea of the different roles because that will that will really change how many they estimate for. Like th- there is a healer role, it's like, "Well, I'm going to kill like 7." Um, hmm. but someone else has hit their quota, and the monsters are still coming. And the guy's like, "Oh, fu- are you kidding me? No, you have to kill him. You're the fighter." He's like, "No, nah, I've hit my quota. Like, I'm not taking that hit." It's like, "Ah, shit!" And he's just like stabbing them with a little dagger or something. I'm, I'm not constantly healing up for this. himself.
0: It's-, it's gonna take me twenty three hits
1: to kill this one monster, <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. thirteen of them. <laughs> and the other guy's like, "Well, fucking run then." Yeah, that's really cool.
0: Alright, yeah, I two like pack. that
1: a lot. Uh- Ooh, I think this actually was. Close to, or was a, I can't remember now, a a, a global game jam word. Infection.
0: Macintosh.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, you run an (laughs) Apple orchard (laughs) where you grow laptops. (laughs) (laughs) Got you twice. Uh, (laughs) Although I do kind of like that idea of it's set in the future- and you run an apple orchard, but it's like an orchard of apple products. <laughs> How are the iPod trees going today?
0: Well, yeah, they need a little bit more, a little bit more electrical watering.
1: Yeah, they haven't quite uh, grown up to their 64 gig uh, hard drive yet. Like they're, they're at about you know averaging about 55. <laughs> so we've got to give them a bit more time. They're not ripe yet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I picked this one. It was a little, a little underripe. It's only a sixteen gig variety, and there's no OS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, shit! We got another batch of our, of iPod shovels. <laughs> uh, no, oh, I kind of like that. I kind of like that having to manage, like having to deal with the infection, like the viruses then that spread through your orchard. Um, having to spray for infection, having to provide the right provide provide the right amount of. Uh, Different resources to grow these things. It's kind Mm -hmm. of cool. It's not really peeing me the way that the last (laughs) couple did. It's not grabbing you, though. (laughs) Nah. All right, should we click over?
0: Yeah, I reckon we do.
1: Click over? That's not what we say.
0: Three, two, one, click. Over. (laughs) (laughs) Funeral. Toggle. Toggle. (laughs) It's better than one of my previous words.
1: (laughs) Subscription. (laughs) (laughs) Funeral subscription. (laughs) Funerals weekly. You get a free part. It's like when you buy, a like, a zoo subscription. You get to into all the zoos for free. It's a funeral subscription, and you, you can go to any funeral without having to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, funeral. What did you say? Toggle. Toggle. So, oh, no, that's a Woggle. I was thinking of the Scouts. <laughs> the little thing that they keep their, like, tie thing on. I thought it was called a Toggle, but it's called a Woggle, which is way worse. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, toggle, okay. So, to turn something, switch something between two independent states, or, I mean, you do use, like, a toggle is often used as, like, to close a bag or to, right, like, the little toggle, Hmm. you think? I I like toggling
0: between different states. Um, All right. Now, using that within a funeral-
1: (laughs) All right, I'm well, just, shall, I'm we, just- shall we go back to looking at the mechanics of a game? Yeah. Because I feel like the narrative of a game like that- I was going to go down the way of, like- And maybe we could still use this from a mechanical point of view, but, like, somehow the way this person's died means they, like- Something happens and they come back to life if a Switch toggles something, but- <laughs> um From a mechanic point of view, mechanical point of view, I kind of- Something around two two players or two characters- who can, one of them, only one of them can be alive at any time Ooh. or conscious or something or moving. Like, and maybe you can change up the connections as in you're not always connected to the same other player. So, I'm trying to think of how that could play out. You could even just do it in a sort of competitive twin stick sort of, sort of way. Yeah. Where, like, I'm thinking, all right, just to break it down to its base parts and maybe we'll move it away from this. A uh, four-player, team-based, twin-stick shooter where- uh, So, there's two teams. Yep. Um, maybe one of you starts dead or maybe the first person to get hit dies. But then when the other person dies, that person comes back to life. And that kind of goes back and forth. I don't know what the win state is then.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I sort of was almost thinking more of a, a uh, puzzle platform- platforming sort of game in which it's sort of split screen. You've got one character at the top, one character down the bottom, mm. but only one can be controlled at a time. Um, and you have to sort of, you know, to solve the puzzles, You maybe there's like a weight switch that, you know, someone has to be on. Um, you kill you kill yourself, you, you transfer the consciousness to the other one, you can control that a little bit longer, and it's all about working out, okay, how many times do I need to sort of, Switch between to be able all right, to actually all right, pass all right. this. Okay, sort of let's go with that idea. Level.
1: Because I like the idea that you have to also, with, the- with these puzzles, figure out a way to move the dead body of your companion throughout their part of the level. Or, like, because <laughs> you realize that it's like, okay, I'm controlling this person. My companion is dead up above. I can go and do this bit and hit this switch and it's going to open the next area, but it's going to close the door up there, which means the companion can't get through. Mm -hmm. So, I actually need to also hit this other switch, which, like, a hook moves and, like, picks them up by the, you know, coat collar, shirt collar, (laughs) like, drags them through or something or, like, fires off a conveyor belt or whatever. You know, like, there's always going to be some way- that within this puzzle scenario, the the just floppy corpse <laughs> of the other <laughs> character will manage to get into the next area as well. I kind of don't don't even
0: want this as a cooperative multiplayer game anymore. I want this as a um as like a single player puzzle. Oh which- yeah, so
1: I think I was kind of thinking of this as a single player now. Yeah, with that mechanic, definitely. Like and, and and sometimes it might involve multiple deaths, right? It's like, okay, well if I get to this point and then kill myself, that then I'm gonna like fall down this hole and slide out this tube over here while the other character can is, is has gotten up now and is in control and can like hit some other switches.
0: Okay, what I, what I like about this is the image that I'm getting for a narrative sense is the character that you play is called the puppeteer. Okay. And he can sort of um, take control of two souls at a time, or two, two dead bodies at a time. And so- at first, you only get these two dead bodies that are within the um within the morgue, so you can control this one and and get
1: right get okay. this one to
0: sort of open the door, and then control the other one and get him down the down the corridor a little bit yeah. further and and you know playing around with these two characters. But then later on, like as you're as you're killing guards and that sort of stuff, maybe you can switch right. the um you can switch to switch, them as well. So- switch to them instead, or yeah. you know, um, you've chosen. Okay, this one I get to bite this guard. And now, I no longer have control of this one. Until well, actually, yeah, yeah it's
1: like- I think it's not that there's a limit of two. It's just this this character can possess, can take control of any one dead body at a time, right? At a and time. So at the beginning, I don't know it's a small morgue. There are only two dead bodies, but yeah, yep. as and, and you go through a bunch of puzzles with just those two, and you're just able to switch back and forth at any time. But, like, yeah, there are always going to be interesting puzzles where it's like, well, I can't switch out of this person right, right now because they're, like, literally- <laughs> They're, like, hanging or something, right? They're hanging from a from a bar and they're just going to drop. Um, but then later on, you get things where it's like, okay, if, if I kill this guard first or, like, pump, pump fucking poisonous gas into this room so the guard's dead, then I can switch into that body and hit the switch to open the door or whatever, right? Like, you start getting those sorts of puzzles, too.
0: But then the puzzles really, really open up when you realize, oh, there's a rat there. Kill the rat, and now you can become the rat, and you know sneak in in behind, in mm. behind this wall, and bite through, bite through like the wires to to basically open up this door for yeah. other people to sort so of get I'm out. So a- and- I'm actually
1: starting to think of this as like an inside yep. kind of puzzle game now. But um, you got where, two- yeah, you, you are. Well, I still I like most- the idea of a-, I- a split screen. Well, again, I think that could just be in the puzzles. Like, I think most of the time- But I don't think it's actually literally a split screen. I think it's just a lot of the time the g- levels are divided up in a way that there's sort you of two-, two. <laughs> two separate areas that these-, that these characters are going through, these dead bodies mm. are going through. Um, yeah. And I like- well Because I also like that sometimes maybe you don't always have two mm. in that maybe you get to a point- and you could even start getting to know, like uh, you, these characters could start having personality. Maybe when you're controlling them, they're talking, like they're alive again. <laughs> they're not just shambling corpses. It's like you, the, 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 these people are just—they just keep finding themselves alive again and unable to control their bodies. Because that could come up with—that could create some really <laughs> funny situations, um, even just there, like with their with them talking, and going, "What's going on?" But then what I what I was getting at is, you could have a moment where you have no choice but to leave one of them behind. Oh, that'd be a hard choice. Like, leave them dead and take control of the other one because only one's going to be able to fit through here, or only one's going to be able to, you know, move on.
0: Only one has the ID card that you need to get through the through the thing. So you have to you have to choose who's going to get the ID card. To, yeah, um-
1: or, and maybe they have to literally like sac- maybe you literally have to sacrifice one in some way. I mean, you, they're dying all the time, but I guess I was thinking like sh- a companion cube getting thrown into a um into an incinerator, something like that. Like, yeah, sacrifice <laughs> in a in a permanent way. Um, to let the other one go. Yeah, that could be cool. That could be cool. Really having that relationship then with these fucking like you're a spirit that's possessing them or something or you're a- whatever. Yeah,
0: I like the idea that as you go on, you can maybe collect like a medallion that that gives you like a third, a third sort of sort of um body that you can you can take over at a at a time, and then Ooh. it becomes sort of like the lost Vikings. In that sometimes you may have to actually set. Um, set this person up to sort of like, sort of slump over, slump over so that you can sort of climb up this person and get up a little bit, a little bit yeah. higher and set up different puzzles throughout.
1: I do like that idea of some sort of physical, yeah, like an, a medallion or something that then lets that person for a limited time, maybe it's got a charge in it that slowly depletes. Um uh, lets them stand up and well, sort well, of just,
0: help well, boost someone it, up.
1: Or yeah, like lets them be alive for that much longer Um until they just slump down again. And so, yeah, you can have a bit of teamwork happening, but you have to be quick about it. Like, you have to have set it up in a certain way or, yep. or whatever. And, I, again, I like the funny stuff that could happen with the person starting to realise what this amulet, what this medallion means. It's like, oh, yep. shit, I've got the medallion on again. Oh, no, okay, I'm going to- And, like, their voice just starts, you know, <laughs> all right, so I've got, got you up I here. Go oh, <laughs> shit, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, okay, I'm going to lift you up right I'll go. Like, just that's- <laughs> Spouting nonsense and slurring their words. Slurring their words. Yeah, they just tumble over. Okay, okay that, that's, that's really freaky,
0: uh, creepy, and three to one click. Yeah, rising, small, <laughs> small rising, small rising.
1: Hmm. <laughs> okay, my first, my first thought, <laughs> and this is often where how we do this, right? Is like just a random weird image pops into my head, and I try to decipher it. Mm-hmm. My first thought was a um, tilt-shifted view. Do you know what I mean by that? Like that cam, that way, that uh, way of using a camera that makes everything look like they're tiny little dolls. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called tilt shifting, just because of the actual way that works. But generally, it ends up like a-, a short depth of field. But it's like it's actually a real thing. Um, yeah. It-, it often, yeah, of a tilt-shifted view of, of a rocket taking off. And so, my my thought was that uh, that this is like the space race of something really small, because I kind of just love the idea of a fucking rocket launch from someone's backyard, like this tiny rocket, that to the mm-hmm. people down there, it's this awe-inspiring thing, and to someone our size watching, it's just like, Doo! <laughs> Like, this just this tiny- it's just this <laughs> tiny thing, just- like, it's like a fucking dragonfly taking off or something. Like, it's just- yeah. I don't know. That was my idea. So- I guess there could be an element of like Kerbal, like it could be like building rockets out of everyday materials as as a as a tiny person, mm-hmm. um, and and having to yeah like every, different things having different effects. like can you know soda, the like Coke bottles to blast things off or dropping. N- them into- now I'm
0: just picturing like it's it's either ants. I, yeah. I like the idea of, of, like, this post-apocalyptic sort of war zone. Or it's it's literally, like, the characters from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids that they're, like, really, really <laughs> tiny yeah. on the desk of, of like, Wayne Stilinski or whatever his name was, um, having to, like, build together, like, this rocket to, to sort of- um- Yeah,
1: well, that's kind of the vibe I was getting at, almost. Like, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of thing of, yeah, just the idea of something as big as a rocket launching- but in that really sort of small scale compared yep. to everything else, um, yeah, I'm not sure where the game. I'm not sure where the gameplay comes in, and this is the problem with going off literally just a, a, a vision in my head. Um, is it like, yeah, is it building these rockets? Is it something narrative where that's the kind of end end goal, or or just a plot point? Are we doing a whole Honey I Shrunk Kids video game? <laughs> as
0: much as I did like that film, um, I think that may be a bit hard to. To like build those many
1: environments, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, for us to actually do it. But uh, I'm pretty sure there was a game, right? Like on Super Nintendo or something. They did lots of dodgy licensing. Oh God, then. I know three to click. I got nothing. <laughs> no. Three to one click. Water, <laughs> swim. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, we haven't done a swimming game before. I don't think. Real. I mean, not where that's the main goal. We did one where there was a bear in a swimming pool, but. Um, yeah. Swimming in water? How novel. Okay. now What can we do- Yeah, what can we- how can we create an interesting game around swimming?
0: So, I, I'm just getting this picture of, like, this this sort of water world. In a which, world
1: like, of water?
0: A world of water. And, and mm. basically, you, you've just arrived there in, like, this- I don't know, a life pod or something like that. And um, you've got to, like, swim down into into the ocean and, like- Collect like oh. resources to like build shit. <laughs> I
1: thought you were literally going Kevin Costner Waterworld. No, that was more that was interesting to me. Yeah. Well, that game's <laughs> been done. That's fine. But I'm sitting there going, I don't think Kevin Costner came down in a life pod. <laughs> what are you talking about. Um, no. Again, let's get mechanical with it. Yep. Um, swimming. <sighs> Uh, and whenever we talk about- I don't know why we go to like- and maybe it's just because we like to play them a lot- Um, single screen competitive or, co- or co-op types of things when we think of mechanics that are like just, just going mechanical with this stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like something there- it's almost bringing me- it's giving me nostalgia around some of the, the single player PC sort of games. I feel like there's like a- there's a, a water polo game or something- I don't know that it's actually a thing that ever happened, but I feel like you could make a water polo game or a- like a- like water volleyball or something. Is, is polo- is that nothing? thing? Water polo is- is basically- It's like volleyball, like, it? uh, It's over- not a, quite. Not isn't quite. Isn't it over- a, like a, oh, no, that's um, more like- the Water load. soccer. Yeah. Water but they, soccer. Sometimes- isn't there that they play um, volleyball in water sometimes? I don't know. I never
0: have. Um- so I- I'm just wondering because a lot of the lot of the stuff about a um about water polo is trying to stay afloat because it's a really really deep pool basically they do right. it in like, a diving pool yeah and so you have to pretty much do like almost like eggbeater ki- kicking you know so yeah. of- to try and keep yourself up in the up in the water um- right, i guess
1: I guess where I'm going is can we come up with a new sport that is based in the water that would work well as a video game
0: <laughs> um for some reason, I'm, I'm seeing like this, um, almost, if you remember in, say, um, oh, what game was it? Like, almost like your Monkey Island and and a few other things like that where, you know, you could maybe swim down deep into, into, mm. the, into water to try and find treasure. Yeah. Um, the idea being that, okay- it could be either a split screen multiplayer or it could be something like that. And each person's got like a boat and they're sort of going around based off a, off a map piece that they have that mm-hmm. are trying to find. Okay. I found a map piece for this piece of treasure. Swim down. You know, it then
1: splits. You've sort of got like an so arcadey, almost an arcadey side on yeah. swimming, swimming down,
0: um, uh, beating all these different, different areas, uh, like, Different like sharks and shit. Yeah, just trying to get down, trying to find as much treasure as you can, and then you know you've got a you certain get amount of up, Oxygen, you've got a certain yeah. amount of oxygen. Yeah, and then basically at the end of at the end of the um, three minute round or whatever, it's whoever found the most treasure. Hmm. But also, like you can. Um, I'm, I'm picturing just being able to um, hijack someone's boat and move it move it a little bit further so that they can't, yeah. can't like, find it when they come back up. Or- notice
1: that they've done a dive and go and dive right next to them, and then you can, like, attack them or something. Okay. That's interesting. Let's explore that a little bit more. So, you're thinking kind of a top-down map initially where the- there's, like, boats going around on, an o- on a lake or, an o- or on the ocean. Yeah. Like, sort of, above view. Yeah. And then- Is- is it split screen at that point or is it like a far off Godview kind of thing of the whole? Because I, I like the be- idea of having to semi-map out where the good spots are or like that you've got ways to find, okay, there's probably going to be- Well, I guess you're saying you find a piece of the map or whatever, so you've got some map idea, idea from the map where stuff might be-
0: yeah, I, I think there's lots of barrels sort of around the ocean, okay, or or even bottles or something like that. And inside each of these bottles are like um, maybe locations of of um,
1: shipwrecks or something,
0: shipwrecks, islands, um, other sort of things. So that occasionally you may be able to get in close to an island and sort of swim ashore and then do something there and then mm. head back out again.
1: I guess I'm thinking, how big is this body of water that you are together with these other players um, boating around on? Maybe it's like the Bermuda Triangle. Maybe you found your way to the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. And so, there's just all these shipwrecks everywhere. And it's been isolated, like- It's been isolated from society for a long time. So, there are some survivors and maybe they're on islands or maybe it's just that they've left these maps and stuff. But it is then this fairly limited body, like, space of water. Yeah. Um, so, that you do kind of start to learn the landmarks and- where other people might be or or whether you can just see on the- again if this is like split screen or or single
0: screen i'm picturing that it's got to be split screen just just from the fact that um each person should get an individual sort of view as they're trying to swim down like
1: yeah 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 i think when they're trying to, i definitely when they're trying to sw- swim down um i guess i was thinking maybe it's like top view map where you can see the entire area initially and you've sort of just got your little boats like skimming around this this space but then when someone dives it, as soon like, as someone dives, it, it goes gives them a split screen and then and, the, and then and the other map is like, focused sp- on that. You can yeah. look
0: at your split screen and go, oh wow, you know, I I don't even don't even quite know where I was on the map, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like you can't necessarily see the whole map then or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's definitely some cool ideas. I, I like that idea of a side on swimming down, down, down kind of gameplay loop um you know maybe as you go along you can get deeper in places or something or like go or like go down into deeper chasms um again maybe this is kind of a like one of the earlier games you buying equipment or something as you get yep. more treasure you can then buy more equipment which lets you go deeper um and this sort of thing or a faster boat or more weapons i kind of like the idea that the map pieces are actually down the bottom when you swim
0: okay so you start with one Um no so as as you're going around, um you basically got almost like a sonar on your boat that they can detect when there's a when there's a wreckage below you.
1: Oh okay yeah yeah yeah. But you're looking for Um, like the big hole.
0: You're looking for the big hole. If you find a map piece, um, and I think this this could actually be over over a number of rounds. Mm -hmm. Um, say there's a map piece in every um in every round that you do. (laughs) Right, one
1: map piece. Yeah, okay.
0: Yep. And if you know, everyone gets a map piece, then they have to sort of work together in the final round to work out which island out of all these islands they need to actually go to. And then once they work that out, it's It's a race. It's a race to get there. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. I like that because then all of your upgrades from across the previous rounds are going to come into play. So, you know, early on you're like, okay, well- it's going to be better off for me now to give myself a more powerful hum- harpoon gun to take out sharks and things I see on the way down. But maybe I should start upgrading my boat speed now, because in that final round, it might pay off to be to get there faster, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. That's... I like that. Or it that. may pay I like off that. To,
0: to have a bit, of, a bit more cannon power just so that you can take them out.
1: Yeah, you can, like, surprise them and just fire off a fucking, yeah, torpedo or something. Um... Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh I really like that kind of, that build up over multiple rounds. Again, similar to Crawl in that, like, you sort of play a level and then everyone gets to upgrade with yep. whatever they found from that level. And then it's like, all right, and now on to the next level. And, and it's, and it, but only one winner. Uh, so I, cool. I kind of
0: like the idea that they're working for the same company. They're all different employees for the same company. And so, the, the company's all about, you know-
1: to, um, to, get,
0: to incentivize you a little bit more, we've we've hired three other people to, or <laughs> one other person, two other people, three other people, depending on how many people you actually have. And it's basically okay. Yep, you have got to go through and sort of do this. You've only got a so- certain amount of time on each each round to sort of find your bits and pieces. Yeah. If you don't find a map piece, well, that one's just final, missing. Well, you then you don't get the final bonus round. Basically. Oh,
1: I think you should get the final bonus round, but that piece is missing. Like so you st-
0: no you- no if if you if you don't find a piece at all, you don't get oh, the final any bonus. Pieces. Round. If yeah, you get one piece, be. then that may actually you know
1: It might be enough.
0: Okay. This is sort of where the island is. You only get one chance to land on an island. Yeah. Um and this is the island that you choose, and you know, you can sort of see, okay, there's five islands over in this quadrant over here, and this sort of looks like it's it's really really quite close up. You know, I can see that The island in the middle, and then there's like one slightly north, northeast, and one slightly, um, south, southwest, sort of, sort of. Yeah, well, I like the idea that it comes down to the
1: shape of it as well. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, we got one piece of the map. Now it could be, yeah, it could be the northeast side of this island, but uh, it also kind of looks like the west side of this other island. Uh, but this is like, we've just got this single coastline to go off. Um, and yeah, and yeah, maybe you just, Everyone just goes off to whichever island they think it might be and and has the opportunity to, to dig or whatever. Like, if it, maybe it's actually that the final one's always on an island and you have to- So, if you've got the whole map, it's literally, okay, here's a map of this island and here's the X that marks the spot. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. But you may only get, like, okay, so you enter here. Then I don't know where the hell you go. Yeah, you, you might get. Of-
1: you know, you've got two out of five map pieces, so it's like, okay, well, it's almost certainly this coastline, and there is a path heading in this direction. But yeah, you don't know where on the rest of the island it the is. island it's going to be.
0: That's cool. And so you're pretty much almost guaranteed to not get that.
1: Yeah, or you've just got a time limit, but and it's the f- but or it's the first person. Like, you just give them a bunch of time, and maybe someone will randomly get it by digging the whole island up.
0: <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a couple of cool ideas there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I like I'll that like a lot. That. Um, right, I cool. reckon we've got time for one more.
1: Oh yeah, I guess we're cutting a couple. All right, yeah. Cool. Three, Three two, one, click. two, one. Click. click. Explosion club. Club. Yep. C L U B. Yep.
0: Explosion. <laughs> Explosion club.
1: club. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, what I, uh, what I,
0: what I'm picturing and just to take it away from the idea of it being a a club that people can join it's literally a club <sighs> that your character has picked that up you swing that as you swing you are causing explosions into these like basically every melee attack that you make <laughs> like you're an creating explosion. these massive explosions oh my god <laughs> or you're building up to like an explosion so it's like um if you get the combo perfectly then right, the final like the attack final is like hit.
1: a big explosion Oh, it's like a grenade hit or something. Yeah. Uh, so I can, the idea I could being the, like, it's maybe like a what sort of what sort of fighter? Like, are you thinking it's a double, Dragon-esque yeah, double thing? dragon
0: esque? Um, yeah, double dragon. Like a I'm, I'm beat picturing up like the, the ish. The, yeah, the two point five um, d size scrolling em up, um, mm-hmm. but with sort of maybe some devil may cry ideals behind it. You know that yeah. you've got like. <clears throat> different ways of going down the attack attack path. So you've you've got different different enemies that that may react well to, um, or may be very vulnerable to the club. But um, some other ones that are that are sort that of targeted, needed. range that you got to use like um, I don't know, gunplay or whatever. I like the idea that it yeah, maybe you've got like a crossbow or something.
1: Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, okay, I like that though because if you if you do it right, you can use your combo to use that final explosion to also take out the things that otherwise you would have had to use ranged attacks. Yeah. Right. So it's like, Oh shit, I've got three pterodactyls and a stegosaurus for some reason, you're finding dinosaurs. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And so you're just like, all right, club, club, the Stegosaurus, whack, 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 whack clubbing the Stegosaurus <laughs> to death. Oh, now I'm getting sad. Um, but it's like, all right, pulled off the combo totally. So, but, and it comes down to what your final attack is, right? So it's like, all right, I'm going to do an uppercut with it. Like, I'm going to swing it upwards. And that means that final explosion not only blows the head off the Stegosaurus, but all of its, like, back plates go flying up into the air and impale the st- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, actually, maybe that's it.
1: Maybe instead of a, an explosion emanating from the club—it explodes whatever it hits. <laughs> yep. So okay. you do have things like porcupines, stegosauruses. <laughs> can to think of anything that's got like something damaging that will fly out of it? Yeah, you can just have yeah. these as as, as enemy explosion. versions. Like,
0: yeah, but it's basically like these aliens that have that have come down that are like these porcupine ish. Aliens that have like spikes all over their back—you can knock them down to the ground and then uppercut them is the final attack, and the spines just explode out vertically. And- it's-
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, or, or yeah, just that the different alien warriors or whatever have different armor that all have different effects when you um, different when you finally ex- well, and just different different final effects when you explode them with a combo. <laughs> it's like someone with a really I don't know really thick helmet or something. That just fires off this massive projectile in a single direction that'll do a lot of damage or, and yeah, yeah. someone with spikes all over them, obviously, it's in an area of, a- of effect attack. I do like that yeah, idea. You'd of- have to at do the a, end lot of a combo. Of stuff means in that the-, the enemy you're attacking becomes a weapon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just wondering whether, um, the animations that you'd have to actually create for this thing would just <laughs> be a little bit like, over the top for a game jam.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not thinking of this for a game jam. No, no, no. That's
0: how we started a day. Like, I was well, thinking everything in the way of game jam.
1: Oh, really? No, I was just thinking that, like, we'd go- That we'd think more of game mecha- game mechanics to warm up, but- uh, yeah. <clears throat> but you can oh. still- You can do this with a game jam. You just have to keep it fairly basic. Explosion it club. Yeah, it wouldn't- uh, It wouldn't have the same impact, but- All right. I think we'll leave it there. Yep. Uh, now, our next episode might be a retrospective on uh, the Game Jam this weekend or last weekend. Um, will be listening
0: to this. I think that'll be a special again. I think we did that last time. So, that's we'll- what-
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. We'll make it a special episode in between, but that might be the next to hear of us uh, if we get our finger out and, uh, and record it and after- Record it, yep. This releases. And Yeah. Uh, if you want to find us online, we are on podchaser at podchaser.com slash bitstorm. That's mostly the best place to find all our stuff. We have some YouTube videos coming out soon, so check those out on our YouTube channel, which, again, you can find on that podchaser page. Uh, we're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram, but we never post there. And, uh, yeah, send us an email. <laughs> Don't do that. Send us a Facebook message.
0: Yeah, Facebook messages are definitely the best way to get us or just... Twitter yeah. I'm, I'm always on Twitter okay. okay so like to plug our friends at the AGPN the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network They're, they're just a group of Australian, Australasian Podcasts so Australian and New, New Zealand gaming podcasts um, Just an informal Network everyone like helping each Other out and it's a Really cool network to be part of so go check them out on uh, search for hashtag AGPN or look at AGP Network on Twitter and the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. And finally, we'd like to thank Kurdust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure.
1: That's it. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I need more horsepower.